That is Brad and Barb Balma. They attend most regularly our 930 service right here, and they sit right about there. And uh, they're just, uh, it's great to hear their story and their testimony. And uh, it's been great to be their pastor and to just kind of walk alongside them and see what God's done in their life and to be blessed by their faith and uh, how they have walked through uh, some of the most difficult challenges in their life. Uh, We are in a series called All In, and uh, when you hear the word all in, you may think of several different things. It could conjure up uh, several different images. One, One that might be conjured up for you is this sense of all in means that I'm not trying hard enough. And I'm just giving some, but I'm not giving my all. I'm not doing enough. I'm not working hard enough, that kind of a thing. That's not what we're going for in this series. This is not about being all in, rooted in human effort. It's not about if it's got to be, if it's up to me. Uh, It's rooted in human surrender. It's rooted in human letting go. It's rooted in giving ourselves over to God and allowing God to work in us and through us. And so that's what it means to be all in is, is it recognizes God as the source of all good things and finding ourselves in the middle of that flow. And that should be life giving, not life sucking. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. And so this is a series built around uh, lifting up our uh, five cultures that we are cultivating in our church to the best of our ability. Uh, you'll hear us talking about these from time to time. Uh, you can see that list over here on this banner, uh, the, the cultures of community, of welcoming, of transformation, of service, and of generosity. And we feel like as pastors of this church that if, if we can cultivate those kinds of fruit, then uh, we're going to be in a good place, that that's where God's leading us. And uh, the more we can have that kind of fruit in our lives and in our church, uh, the better off we are going to be. Uh, I want to kick it off today by reading a scripture out of John chapter 13, and I'm going to begin with verse 12. Hear the word of the Lord, John chapter 13, verse 12. When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to the disciples, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, then you ought to also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Blessed are you if you do them. I have a couple of questions I want to ask you today. First of all, what comes to your mind and what, what reaction do you have down inside when you hear the word serve? Okay, when you hear the word serve, what does that mean to you? Just think about what all does that entail? What, 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 what can you pull up out of the old soul when you hear that word? And let me ask you another question. How do you feel when someone asks you to volunteer for something? We need volunteers and uh, we're looking for someone to do something. And if uh, no one does it, then we're going to be shorthanded. Uh, can I count on you, Brian? Can I count on you, Brian? Yes, I can. Peer pressure, right? You're in. You know, I have to confess that sometimes my first reaction when someone's asking me to volunteer is, <sighs> man, 
man, do I have to do another thing? Do I really want to do this? If I say no, will they not like me? If I say no, can I just sit at my house on my couch in my little imaginary world and watch TV? If I say no, will, will there be any social consequences to this? Sometimes volunteering is not fun, and sometimes it takes something out of us. Today we're going to talk about serving, and what does it mean to be all in in serving. So the very first thing I want to say is, uh, hopefully we're going to be able to kind of get our hearts and minds in a good place with regard to this bit called serving, because sometimes we have a negative reaction to this, and I confess that I do too sometimes as well. So the first thing I want to say is this. You are more than just a volunteer, okay? You are more than a volunteer. I've noticed in what I see and the work that we do in the church and in other places, uh, the PTA or wherever else that my world might intersect or uh, Randa's world might intersect, is that, that many volunteers are just really tired people, right? And uh, you got to give them the, you got to really give it to them because they just are a little more willing to be tired than the rest of us or, or than other people. And, uh, and so we kind of want to honor that and honor the work that people do. But I also want to say that sometimes when we say we need volunteers, the translation is, you know, we have things that need to be done. Someone needs to do them. We need someone to plug the hole and fill the slot. There's going to be negative consequences if nobody does this. And that mode of operation can work in the short term whether it's in an organization or here in the church, it, it can get the job done sometimes. Uh, you can even attempt to manipulate someone to volunteer and do things that you need them to do. Maybe you appeal to, you know, well, it's for the kids or it's for those people over there. Or, don't you have a heart or, you know, don't leave me out here to, to dry all by myself. You know, all those little things. And sometimes we find ourselves being tempted to volunteer simply because we will feel guilty if we don't. And I think God has called us to do and to live out our world of serving in ways that probably has a motivation that's a little higher than that. Don't you think? Don't you think God's calling us to something bigger and to something more? And so I just simply want to say here at the church, sometimes we just need volunteers, but we really ultimately need more than just volunteers. And that you are more than a volunteer. You are a servant and called to be a servant. Servants who feel called and compelled by God, by love and compassion. People who have a desire to serve. And in many cases, perhaps not all, but in many cases, whose serving is connected with a deep sense of this is what God is calling me to do in life. My, in my job, in my church, in my family, in my neighborhood, in my community. The things I do, for the most part, are, are flowing from a place of calling and God's calling upon my heart and in my life. I think it's important in a sermon that's focused on serving to simply say, first of all, our job as a church is not to exhaust the remaining resources that you have in your life. We're not here to make you more tired, okay? We're not here to whip the horse one more time down the, down the cavalry charge to get to the end of the race. That is not our job. That's not our goal. Our job is to, 
is to try to get all of us to this place of saying, what is it that God's calling me to do and how can I live out of that to the best of my ability? We're here out of a fundamental belief that Jesus has made you and that Jesus has called you to serve and to do something and to give of your your time, your physical energy, your mental energy in whatever way that He is leading you to do. Ultimately, it is about your identity. Okay? We've done this from time to time. Um, We've said things like, My name is Bailey and I am a worshiper. Or my name is Bailey and I am a child of God. We've done that together as a little bit of a a spontaneous liturgy church. And I want to invite you as you look in the mirror in the morning or the afternoon or whenever you dare to look into the mirror, uh, that you say those kinds of things. My name is Bailey, and I'm a worshiper. My name is Bailey. I am a son of the living God. And then add this to that list of identity-forming things that we can say about ourselves. My name is Bailey, and I am a servant. I am a servant because that's who God made me to be. It is a very part of my identity. It's not just something I do to earn God's love. It is wrapped into the very core of who I am. I am made for this. And I have been given gifts and graces. And when I allow those gifts and graces to be put to good use in the church and in the world, then I find out where I belong. And I come alive in places I might have never known. I love to see it when people serve in such a way that it fits their calling and it just brings joy to their lives and a a sense of willingness and energy to love and give themselves uh, to others. And so how do we move from being a volunteer only to to living into this identity of being a servant? Well, one of the things I want to propose to you is that in order to get to that place, we have to remember that God just might be calling us to say no to some things. In fact, I believe that God probably wants you to say no to about 90% of the opportunities that come your way. Don't quote me on the 90% thing. Could be 98, could be 88, I don't know. Just feels, 90 feels about right. Too many of us are saying yes to too many things. We're saying yes to things for ourselves. We're saying yes to things for our kids. We're saying yes to please other people. And our focus is on pleasing other people rather than serving God. And if we had a culture in our church where people had good healthy boundaries and they, they could have a good no and, and, and your no doesn't bring any guilt, and, and I don't think any less of you for saying no, then, then if we can have a good no, then we can actually have a good yes. And so part of this, though, is clearing the deck. If we're going to make room in our lives to understand what it is that God wants us to do, then we have to begin by getting off of our plates maybe some things that God is not calling us to do. That's partly why we live in a world where so many people are exhausted. It's because there's just so many options and opportunities out there. What is God calling you to say no to? What is He calling you to back out of? What is He calling you to to put off to the side so that you can focus on what He is calling you for this is really about allowing your gifts and your graces to come to the front of your life 
and not just to be a person who fills a hole. Now, I will say there are times we just need people to do stuff, right? In my house, I never feel this deep spiritual conviction to take out the trash. I never just walk through the kitchen and like, I feel the Holy Spirit lead me over to the trash. It's, it's usually like, man, that I've been, I've been kind of stuffing stuff down in that thing for a while, and I know if I don't do it now, then someone's going to say something, and, and I guess I just got to do it, right? And that's kind of life, right? There's a lot of trash in our life, and it's not that you have to feel deeply compelled to do it. It's just if you don't do it, it's going to start stinking sometime soon. And I can take out that trash with a good attitude, or I can take it out with a bad attitude, Right? And I don't have to have deep spiritual gifts to do that. A lot of the things we do in life, we don't have to be deeply gifted for. But in addition to that, it's very important that you discover what it might look like for you to live out of whatever God is calling you to do. What is God calling you to do? You are a servant. And Jesus says, blessed are you if you live out that calling. Let us consider what that looks like in our lives. Second of all, you are not merely supposed to serve. You're not merely supposed to serve out of nothing more than obligation. Our scripture today where Jesus is washing the feet of his disciples, it's really the, the fountainhead of where we get uh, this understanding of serving. Jesus is the teacher and the master and the leader, and yet he is stepping down to wash his disciples feet a very humbling act very backwards in society usually it is the people of lower status who serve the most but time and time and time again we see in christ a god who is willing to humble himself not just enough to come into our world and to to take on human flesh but to serve in very humble ways Jesus is modeling as an example for us service. And so serving is not merely an obligation for us, although sometimes it is that, but it's more than that. Serving is a response to the love of God. It is a response of gratitude to God's love. The order here is very important. 1 John 4:19 says that we love because he first loved us. Okay? Now looking at that scripture, who does the loving first? Us or God? God does. We only love as a response to what God has done. We only serve as a response to what God has done for us. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, have I allowed Jesus to wash my feet? Ask yourself that question. Have I allowed Jesus to wash my feet? What would that look like in real life to let Jesus minister to me? In this scripture, I, we didn't cover it in the text itself, but one of Jesus' disciples, Peter, was resistant to letting Jesus wash his feet. I think sometimes we are resistant too. Maybe we feel like we're not worthy enough. Maybe we feel like that, that 
It's just, it's just not right for Jesus to wash my feet. Well, this is, this is the economy of grace, is that a God would come to us, and whether we're worthy or not, He comes to love on us and to wash our feet and, and to serve us. If you find in your life that you are tired and you don't want to serve, well, it might mean that you're saying yes to too many other things, but it also might simply mean that instead of just gearing up and going and serving because you're supposed to, it might also mean that you just need to get in touch with God's love for you. Because unless we keep practicing that, we lose touch, don't we? Unless we keep coming back to this table, we lose touch. Unless we open our Bibles and pray, we lose touch with God's love for us. And so the goal is to remember His love for us. And it's out of that that flows our willingness to serve others with joyful and humble hearts. Have you allowed Jesus to wash your feet? Number three, serving cannot be fully outsourced. Serving cannot be fully outsourced or fully delegated. You know, we have a church where a lot of people are business owners or CEOs or upper levels of management or doctors or attorneys or, or whatever it might be, but a lot of us have people around us that, that we delegate other people to do things. And that's a very good thing. I've got a lot of people that I get other people to do things. You don't want me up here playing the guitar and singing. We got people for that. Amen? And that's a good thing. But there's times when I can't just outsource everything. There's times when God is calling you and me to just do whatever we need to do to whomever. According to Jesus, there are places in your life where you cannot outsource foot washing. You have to get on your knees and wash someone's feet. And, of course, Christ models that for us. One of the, the phrases that I've heard uh, being used to describe our church, and it, it may or may not fit, but it's a, a phrase called country club church. This is a country club church. And uh, one of the descriptions of a country club organization is, is that we don't do the work ourselves. We just get other people to do that for us. And that is perhaps true in some ways, but in other ways, God's calling all of us to do the work ourselves. God's calling all of us to get our hands dirty. God's calling all of us to humble ourselves and do things that we're all gifted by God to do or just any human being is gifted by God to do because none of us are overqualified to serve. None of us have passed up Jesus on the organizational chart of the kingdom of God. None of us have gotten an exemption card from serving. This is part of what it means to live a life of humility, is to do things and serve people in ways that are potentially surprising in the eyes of the world. Jesus says, if you serve, you are blessed if you do so. The kingdom of God, Jesus says, the first will be last, the last will be first. And the one who serves will be the greatest of all. 
We cannot outsource all of our serving. None of us are exempt from worshiping Jesus. And therefore, because we're not exempt from worshiping Him, we're not exempt from serving. You look at the life of Jesus and you have to ask, is there anybody that Jesus wouldn't serve? Think about the people in your world. Think about, think about those people on your way home today who sell papers for $2.50 on the street corner. Okay? And you look at them and they're tired because they've been there since 6 o'clock this morning. Think about that person. Do you think Jesus loves that person? Do you think Jesus would serve that person? Now take other people in your life. Look around on Tuesday morning or a Wednesday afternoon or a Saturday. Ordinary life. Who might God be bringing into your scope? You probably can't serve everyone, right? Jesus didn't serve everyone. He didn't heal everyone. But He's probably calling you to serve someone in some way. And He might be calling you to serve here in this church in small ways or big ways. The point is, you're a servant. And Jesus has given you an example. And you are blessed if you live out of that identity Let us allow God to lead us. Let us allow the Spirit of God to show us because you're the church going into the world. And as the Spirit leads you, God is calling each of us to humble ourselves and to serve. And so I want to invite you to get your uh, response cards. There are little cards that look like, I'll show you here. They look like this. If you don't have one, they should be in these little white baskets. If you've passed them out, you can pass them back in. Grab one of those cards. This card is for you and your eyes only. Uh, these particular cards don't need to be turned in. This is just for your own reflection. And I want to invite you, we're going to have a few minutes to pray and reflect on the following questions. Number one, what is God calling you to say no to so that you can say yes to Him? What does He want you to begin to cut out of your life to, to make some room for Him? Second of all, Can you say with a joyful heart, I am a servant. This is who I am. And then finally, have you let Jesus wash your feet? Have you let Him serve you? Let us reflect on these questions as we go into a time of prayer. Oh God, We thank you that you came to serve, that you humbled yourself and that you got on your knees in front of us and served us. Would you show us what it means to live out our identity as your children, as worshipers and as servants? Come and speak to us through the power of your Holy Spirit in this time. We pray these things in your name.